welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 16th, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby. This is Rick Lemon right across from me. What's up? How you doing, my dude? Oh, I'm doing swell. Swell. You know how it is. Yeah, every every time. Uh, with the NFL draft coming up, we will discuss the top five rookies from each position in 2018. So we're going to talk about 2018 rookies, how they succeeded uh, for the next two weeks leading into the big Han show. Also known as the NFL draft. The NFL draft. Uh, and then we'll do a big recap show, and uh, following that we'll do some ranking shows for you guys before we get into the real grind of dissecting drafts. Yep. And then fantasy football is back, people. Pretty much, yeah. I uh well I mean it never stops realistically, <laughs> but I I cannot wait for the NFL season. Every Sunday goes by and I'm like, what am I supposed to watch yeah. now? The PGA tour. The yeah the PGA tour. The Congratulations Masters. to Tiger Woods. Baller. Putting it, so there's like two groups of people on the PGA tour. They're the people who hate Tiger Woods because he cheated on his wife and he got drunk and arrested and all that stuff. Yeah. And then there's the people who are like, "This is such a great story." Hey, I almost shedded a tear for Tiger Woods. So I guess you know what side I am on. I mm. love you, Tiger. Love Tiger Woods. I just like watching Tiger Woods. <laughs> He's ridiculous. Kind of a clown off the. So with pitch, with but. his hat on, he looks like he did like fifteen oh, with, years ago. Without his he hat, took he took the hat on. He he yeah, he looked like he was forty years older. Oh yeah, easy. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And he's probably been through a lot of crap too. Like, <laughs> you, you can tell the <laughs> hair. The hair don't lie. <laughs> the hair is receding. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Go to Facebook.com slash the Fantasy Champions to like us. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, we're also on YouTube, so go subscribe there. Leave a review and uh, reach out to your friends and share this podcast. It's very important to the success of our program. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start off with some news from around the NFL. We did get some news this week. A little bit sub- surprising. A little bit more than usual. Um, I didn't put this on the original list, but it just popped into my head. Austin Safari and Jenkins signed with the New England Patriots. They were a little busy this week. Will, um, make, will he make a fantasy impact? Will he make a fantasy No. No. Sorry. Um, I wanted to believe that this would... Here's the problem with Austin Safarian Jenkins. It's that he's not going to produce... People are treating his signing, the uh, ASJ truthers, as I like to call them. <laughs> um, they they want to believe that that signing is to replace Rob Gronkowski. The reality is it's not to replace Rob Gronkowski. It's just a depth signing. They're going to draft somebody. They're going to get somebody else at some point. Mm. Uh, Safarian Jenkins, I do like him. He's only 26 years old. It feels like he's like 40. Is he really only 26? He's 26 years old, Interesting. yeah. Um, and so he's actually not – like he's somebody who's young. He could actually produce with the Patriots, but he's never going to produce enough to be anything close to what you would have on your team. Yeah. You, here, the the problem with this is everyone's like, oh, he's a streaming option at tight end. Well, you tell me which game he's going to be good, and, and uh, I'll give you a cookie. We'll see because... what the Patriots do at the draft, actually. Yeah, because if they don't draft, if any... they don't draft anyone, there's rumors floating around that they might uh, 
I don't know if this is these rumors are any true, but they might actually try to trade for a Jordan Reed or a Evan Ingram. Ooh. Which if they Ooh, do, I like, I like Evan. I like Evan Ingram too with the New England Patriots. But it, you, you would like to think that in the Patriots' offense, that's one of the the uh, old style offenses, if you want to call it old now. Uh, with you know guys like Andy Reid still run similar. They don't run the similar tight end offenses, usage. but the the tight end usage is very high. Whereas some of the guys that just signed in the NFL as head coaches are coming from college. They don't even throw to tight ends anymore. Cliff Kings- so Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're going to see an increase in Austin Safarian targets, but outside of that, you're not really going to get more production. Right. Um, they also signed, the Patriots also signed Demarius Thomas. Extremely interesting signing. You don't think he's going to make the team? I think he's the next Eric camp. Decker, oh, honestly. Boy. Was well, it just so because he, he came from the Broncos? Is that what's no, going on? No, it's just injuries. <laughs> I think he's past his prime. I like him. I would love for him to succeed. Don't oh, get me yeah. wrong. And the name is nice. You know, it's like, oh, we just signed Demarius Thomas. But it wasn't long ago. My hopes aren't too high as a my, Patriots fan. It wasn't long ago that Demarius Thomas was extremely successful. And you know who he was extremely successful under? Who? Peyton Manning. Going to the New England Patriots and playing under Tom Brady. And them finally get. I mean, Josh Gordon is no hope. <laughs> I mean, you hope he want he's going to return. Yeah. But as a Patriots fan, you hope he's going to return. But as a fantasy owner, obviously you would like to have Josh Gordon. But this is the only guy besides Julian Edelman on the team. And I I asked you earlier. I said, is this something similar to like when they brought Randy Moss in? I hate to compare it to that. But it was just two years ago that he had, like, 90 catches and 1,100 yards. So he's not that far removed from it. The reason why mm-hmm. he blew this year was because he got injured, and it is a Before bad injury. Before that, he wasn't. Bad injury. It is a very, season. very bad injury, yeah. So if he can come out and produce, that's great. But I would not be surprised if they cut him either. Um, I think if he makes the team and he's good, they'll use him similar to how they use Randy Moss. Not can you say Josh Gordon, not Randy Moss? Josh it makes Josh me cringe. Gordon. It makes me cringe a little bit. I hate, yeah, I hate saying, <laughs> I hate talking about Randy Moss so long ago. Um, yeah, Josh Gordon, but I don't know how much fantasy production would be there. It's probably not too much. Uh, I mean, is he worth? If he makes the team, is he worth? If he a makes, wa- it, if, is it, he worth a waiver wire? I'll look. I'll, I'll, look. I'll give him that. He's worth. <laughs> he'll be worth a look if he makes the team, uh, just because there's no receivers on the offense on a deep, deep bench league. Um, <laughs> yeah, Todd Gurley reported. Well, actually, you know, I'll get to this first. Todd Gurley said uh, he's feeling pretty good in an interview, but then he also followed that up by saying, I don't know how I'm going to feel at camp. <laughs> so that makes me feel a lot better, Todd wow. Gurley. That's called a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, that's true. Uh, TMZ released a video of him supposedly limping. Have you seen this video? I did, yes. What do you think? Is he limping or is he not limping? I think he... This is the most retarded video of all time is what I think. It's so stupid. You people are idiots. I don't think he was, it was limping, literally, but TMZ it's... was not even trying to get him limping. They were just trying to get him walk. Oh, he's walking out of a club with his buddies. Let's record it and put it on TMZ. And everyone's like, he's limping! Fantasy value! Number 14 running back! What do you expect? It's TMZ sports. <laughs> like, no, I don't think... Yeah. I don't... Even, this if, is the even most... if he quote-unquote was limping... We have about six months until yeah. the season starts. This is the most overblown injury on the face of the planet. Like it's so I I literally watched videos online of like medical experts. There's this uh, I forgot 
exactly what the guy's name was, but there's this other uh, fantasy football podcast um, where, or maybe it's not a podcast. I don't know, but they talk, but it's, it's, it's literally doctors talking about fantasy football. And um, I can't remember the name of it. Regardless, uh, they talked about Todd Gurley with this other guy I listened to. And um, they basically said that this type of injury is extremely bad for Todd Gurley and that they are like running far away from Todd Gurley in drafts. Mm. And so I was like, I wasn't nervous because of what he was saying. But the problem is, is that this injury kind of sparked up week one last season. Like everyone forgets that he got, he, this injury started week one of last season. Uh, who finished the number one running back in half PPR and missed two games? Uh, Todd Gurley. I'm not worried about Todd Gurley in 2019 because he has arthritis in his knee. Two years? I'm running far away. Okay. But like right now, but for as of today. if Todd Gurley is going off the board at seven, you're getting a freaking gem. I think he's going to finish three. But like the fact that people are running that far away from Todd Gurley because of all of these stupid rumors. This is what the offseason does to you, people. Yeah. They desperately need football. Uh, Russell Wilson. Signed a $140 million four-year extension. Wow. After everyone... Uh, so uh, he complained, said, I'm not... No, they're not going to resign me. I want to be resigned." And then... Uh, the Seahawks just started to sweat. Yeah, they started to sweat. And then rumors started to come out that he might go to the Patriots, he might go to the Giants, he might go wherever in a trade or in a signing in a couple of years. Then and they started to sweat even more. Yeah, they started to sweat <laughs> even more. And then they dropped their pants and gave him $140 million. <laughs> And he is now the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And uh, I saw a graphic the other day. The top six paid, high, highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL did not make the playoffs. So good luck, Seattle. Yep. Good luck. He's not worth $140 million. No, but considering. He earned his money. Considering but how the worth. market is going and considering how much like Matt Stafford got, Kirk Cousins got. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's he is worth it. I think. Like the way he plays, his style. It's he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's like a top five quarterback in the NFL. But like, hundred forty million dollars. Like, do you want to win or do you just want to sit at home and rake in the dough? <laughs> I mean, I, I think he wants to win, let's, sit home let, and rake let's in the put dough. put yourself in his shoes. That's true. You have Super Bowl. You've got a nice wife or girlfriend. I think a wife, right? Yeah, it's wife. Wife. And now you're sitting there. Should I make $140 or go a little easy? Hmm. No, I think I want $140 million. <laughs> it's it's uh, very true. Uh, the final piece of news we have, uh, and this actually has some some fantasy value. Okay. Uh, the NFL is set to sched- uh, announce their schedule on Wednesday night. So uh, when I say this has fantasy value, people are like, what the freak are you talking about? You can finally see. We already know who teams are playing. We just don't know when they're playing each other. This is now when you can start overthinking who you're going to stream week one of your fantasy season and draft that quarterback in round 15. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's – talk about thinking ahead. Uh, But you get the whole schedule out. You understand what's going on. You can see matchups, when they're going to happen, and start preparing your season. You're not thinking about – I mean – some of you might already be on week 15 and 16 uh, planning your team for the championship, <laughs> but that's a little ahead of schedule. Um, that's all we got for the news, if you heard anything around the league lately. 
No. Uh, I think my, the biggest thing you was... hesitated like there was. I thought about it, and I was like, <laughs> no, there isn't. The only thing is Russell Wilson. He's distracted because the Leafs lost in the playoffs. You mean the, I mean, the yeah, lightning? The lightning. Scene. Yeah. So oh, gosh. How yeah. much I know about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah. Uh, let's get to our main segment. Rookie Breakout. You. Okay. <laughs> you did the Drake dance for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that hotline bling. Yeah, dude, hotline bling. Uh, today we will discuss the top five rookie quarterbacks from 2018. Uh, we want to break down rookies at each position, give you an idea of how they will pr- produce in the 2019 season, and uh, give you an overall picture of what their draft value should be, should be going mm. into 2019. Do not take this the wrong way, okay? Because you're all going to get hurt, your feelings hurt with the first point. <laughs> um, all stats are based on half PPR. So let's get into it. Baker Mayfield. Finished as the highest rookie quarterback, fantasy point outage, whatever you want to say. He finished as a QB 16, but he was the number one finishing rookie quarterback in fantasy football. 200 fantasy points. 240 fantasy points. He was absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love Baker. I like him, too. He's, uh, I like his swagger. Oh, gosh. I like his attitude. I like his 27 touchdowns. The broke the rookie record right there. So I you think. like his swagger and you like his attitude. But you complain that Mahomes oh, has attitude. Here we go. I just want to I just want to bring it up. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Uh yeah, I, I absolutely love Baker Mayfield. Over his too. over like his final 8 games of the 2019 season. This is after they fired Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach, Hugh Jackson, who Baker Mayfield hated. Um, He finished with a 68 completion percentage, 2,254 yards, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and uh, a big, fat 106 quarterback rating. Um, That's a QB 10 finish over the last eight weeks of the season. Um, And this would be prorated out at 4,500 yards, 38 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 300 plus fantasy points, not including his rushing yards. This would finish right around QB six or QB seven in fantasy this past year. Um, And he missed two games. So I prorated those last eight games. I didn't prorate his whole season and see what he got. He would have finished with 4,000 yards had he played those first two games of the season. Um, The, the Browns did add Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham. Oh, that guy named Odell Beckham. Oh, that guy named Odell Beckham. Uh, and people are now looking at uh, Mr. Mayfield, and I've I've been caught up in this storm, and I need to check myself. I need to pump the brakes. People have been calling Baker Mayfield next year's Mahomes league MVP. Yeah, league league MVP next year's Mahomes, a guy that's going to come out and throw fifty bombs. Um, that is so far. It's <laughs> detached from reality. I can I get. The idea. <coughs> wow. Considering he was, as you said, pro-rated last half of the season was, I think, sixth, you said? Yep. Adds Odell Beckham. Adds Cream Hunt. I get the I get the line of thinking. Is a year older. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not going to throw 50 touchdowns. Let's, let's take a step back. Let's breathe. The Browns are 
such a wild card team. Yeah. Because they're either going to go, as you said, 14-2, and two, or they're going to go 8-8 eight and eight and everything's going to implode. And they're going to be like, how is this talented team not making the playoffs? <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Well, when you have a locker room of Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Cream Hunt, it See, could I don't know if that's going to backfire. I, I don't know if that's going to be that much of a problem, per se. I think it's just going to be more of, like, you, you, you literally added all this talent. And you already had some talent. Like, you, you, you probably would have been good without the talent that you brought oh, in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But he's got all the talent in the world, right? He's He's got better coaching. He's got the guy he wants, Freddie Kitchens, coaching him, right? They can work together on that offense, and they can do what Baker wants to do. You saw the second half of the year in, in his offense. He looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I is this May is Mayfield worse what people – are drafting him at, which you looked at. He was the four QB off the board. Is he worth that? I think that's just a little bit too high. That Not is a too high. Bit. That's way too high. Would you say way too high? Well, considering two months ago I think he was getting drafted. Not not two months ago. A month ago he was getting drafted. Projected as like, like projected tenth round, right? Tenth round. Okay. So fourth quarterback off the board is a little high. It is, but where would you say he's? Ranked among quarterbacks as of today. I said he would finish sixth among quarterbacks next year. Mm-hmm. But as far as my rankings are concerned, I'd have to pull them up. But I just, I don't, there's a lot of quarterbacks that I like over Baker Mayfield. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I know. And it's not even just like, I love Baker Mayfield. He was one, he was a guy that I was like targeting even before they got Odell, before they brought in Kareem Hunt. Now Kareem Hunt doesn't make a huge difference, but before all that happened, they still had Jarvis Landry. They still had a good offensive line. They still had David Njoku. David Njoku. They had Nick, you know, Chubb. Nick Chubb. They had some good pieces on their offense, right? And so I was like, he's a great 10th round pick. They added one guy, Rick. Right. Odell Beckham so, made him jump five rounds. Four rounds, because he's going the sixth. So that's why I said, that's why I only said a tad. Because Odell should jump you, at, I would say, like two to three rounds. Yeah. Four, I think, is a little much. Being the or being the fourth quarterback off the board is a little much. Yeah. I think that people are getting a little too <laughs> too crazy on the hype train, you know, but Yeah. I do think he did deserve an increase. My last edited rankings in March had Mahomes one, Rogers two, Ryan three, Luck four, Watson five, Newton six, Goff seven. Philip Rivers eight, Roethlisberger nine, Russell Wilson ten, and then going from there. Um, Did you have Matt Ryan on that list? Yeah, Matt Ryan's down at uh, where did I put Matt Ryan? Oh, he's up at three. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so you have Matt Ryan three. Yeah, interesting. This was before the Odell trade, correct? Yes, this is before the Odell trade. So. I would probably, on this one, I have Baker Mayfield 16, um, just because there was nothing really jumping him forward. But I would probably move him up past Phillip Rivers, which would put him in eight on my boards. I would probably take Goff, Newton, Watson, Luck, Ryan, Rodgers, and Mahomes over him. I think I'd take him over Newton and Goff. Okay. Why? Because the Odell (laughs) Sorry, I have a cold. I keep coughing. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I think 
considering what you said earlier, the prorated that he finished sixth in the second half of the year, he's going to have the same offense. You add Odell, Cream Hunt will help once he plays. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be number four. Again, that's, I think, a little too high. But I don't think it's crazy to say that he sh- could be top seven, top six. I don't think it's crazy to say that. I just think it's crazy that he has been hyped up into that position. Because here's the thing with me. Baker last season, whether we believe it or not, whether we want to believe it or not, finished as the QB 16. Correct. And didn't play in two games, right? He didn't play in two games. So I I did the numbers on that. Mm -hmm. And he would have finished ahead of Tom Brady, I believe, right behind Andy Dalton. With those two games, if you gave him an average of 17 fantasy points a game, which is what I think his uh, outage was. Yep. Um, so if you look at Baker Mayfield and you say, okay, he finished as like the 15th quarterback, right, last year. What makes people so quick to believe, besides the Odell Beckham addition, what makes people so quick to believe that Baker Mayfield is just all of the sudden, because I, ha- I have a note here when I made these rankings, Major watch could be a breakout, could be a breakout. Before they added Odell, he was a Baker Mayfield's a guy to look at. He's a guy to watch. It could be a similar situation as Patrick Mahomes the past year. Patrick Mahomes came into the season. He's, you know, talented, good. You know, he's can get out of the pocket. He can do everything well. And he has all this talent around him. He's going to break out. That's why you drafted Patrick Mahomes. You got him in the ninth round. You look at Baker Mayfield. That's what Baker Mayfield was supposed to be. But now you've got all this hype. You got all the stuff surrounding him. You got a ton of people drafting him far too early in their drafts. Yeah. And and now I'm looking down at my notes and being like, why are people drafting so Baker Mayfield is... so high? Because if he doesn't live up to the hype, You're, that and, is true. Yeah. And he busts, people are gonna be sitting here. This is where people this is where people arguably fourth, fifth, sixth round, this is where people arguably drafted, and some people drafted him way higher. Aaron Rodgers last year. This oh, is where people he was did that. like a third round pick last year. Yeah, and he finished as the QB six this year. How badly did Aaron Rodgers? And hurt it was teams? really, it was really only QB six because he scored like what forty, fifty in the yeah. last game of the season. He would How have been bad, like QB ten. How badly did Aaron Rodgers hurt teams that he was on? He, he did. He hurt teams. We can say it. We can so prove it. So when I league. say Baker Mayfield's going off the board as the fourth quarterback in the fifth or sixth round, and the fifth, the first five rounds to me, let's just assume he's the fifth round. He will first, be a fifth rounder. He will in a be lot a fifth round in a lot of leagues. In the first five rounds, I've said this before, and we're going to go over this on a draft strategy show when we get that far in the offseason. Um, but when we get that far, we'll talk about building the structure of your team in those first five rounds is so key. And if you're wasting it on a risky pick for a quarterback that may not even finish as the sixth best quarterback on the board next year. Who has to live up all to all of this hype? Yeah. Who has to carry an organization who sucked for a very long time into the promised land? Like this, this is a lot for one man to take on. Like he, he has to be good. This is not. This is not. Oh, the Browns. Well, they don't have to be good. They have to be no, good. They, now. they have to make the playoffs. This is it. Like Freddie Kitchens is out if you don't play well. Like. John Dorsey might be out if you don't play well. This is the team that you have yeah. to win with right now. And I don't know. I don't know if Baker can do it. That's my problem is that I'm not wasting. I think he can. That is like one giant question mark right next to Baker Mayfield. And it's like, 
Does that make you all of that? Does that make you want to draft him? No, it doesn't. But I do think he can. And I think he I, can. I agree with you for most of the things you said. The one thing you you did say is you you asked me, <clears throat> other than Odell, yeah, what gives you reason to draft like that increase? And yeah. I did just talk about this earlier, but I'll bring it up again. Is you said earlier the pro-rated stats in the second half once Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackson, like that whole team was awful when he was head coach. Once yeah. they moved away from him, and which they're not going to have Hugh Jackson in 2019. Once yeah. they moved away from him, Mayfield was a different quarterback. He was fantastic. You're going to have that throughout the entire season with Odell, with Kareem Hunt for at least like six games. Mm-hmm. I think that gives you reason, enough reason to jump him into the top seven or six guys. To me, I I do believe he's going to finish as a, as a top six quarterback. I think it's just a... It's not a buyer beware. It's more or less a, it's too high. Like, if he was even, uh, where I would draft him, Rick, is the ninth round. And that's, a lot of people ninth round are going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like, oh my gosh. I can't follow the crowd on this. Because, A, I'm not drafting a quarterback right now. There are are five guys, there are five guys in the last five rounds that I'm going to take. And I'm not taking Baker Mayfield. I would have taken Baker Mayfield if before the Odell. before the Odell trade. Yeah. But after the Odell trade, I didn't. I didn't, and I should have. But I did not anticipate. Like, thank God, I didn't do any. I, told, I, I remember I told you this time. at the time. Yeah. I didn't anticipate the explosion. Yeah. surrounding him. We'll see if that increases or decreases as you know. Joe yeah, I might move around. Joe Schmo, who turned off his fantasy, deleted his fantasy app off his phone, and then decided, "Oh crap, it's a football season. I gotta go do my fantasy draft," and jumps right back in how he drafts. But to me, right now, the people that are still following and sticking in it consistently, they are very in on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and the people who are very in on Baker Mayfield may be very burned. <laughs> Five weeks into the season, it makes sense. But for me, you could don't get me wrong. I love you. I Baker. think I think the quarterbacks though. It's a kind of like Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Watson. I think you'll get very solid production out of those four guys. Right after that, I think there's a chance Mayfield could be fifth. Like there's a chance that somebody's going to step up. There's a you know chance what I mean? Mayfield could be one. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like those guys are going to be consistent. You know. I don't know. I think the drop off is enough there where you can justify taking Mayfield as the fifth quarterback and be like, yeah. "Well, Cam Newton was there. Cam Newton is good. I like him, but you know, Cam Newton has his ups and downs. You know, Jared Goff was there. How is he going to turn it up? Like, is he going to be the same guy he was for the first half of the season or the second half of the season? Right. Russell Wilson's there. That you probably should take Russell Wilson, but <laughs> you know Drew Brees is there. Yeah. Drew Brees is going to fall off. Right. He's, he's getting older each year. Like, there's a re- there's justifiable reasons to take Mayfield. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think it's just a value thing for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with taking Baker Mayfield. So you think that's where the it's that's just where, where he where, is. It's where he I is. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like I, I'm not drafting. I'm not drafting Baker Mayfield in the fourth round. I'm not and, drafting Baker Mayfield in the fifth round. I'm not drafting Baker Mayfield in the sixth round because in my draft strategy and my plans, yeah. Baker Mayfield does not fall into them. Like I, I there are wide. That's receivers. like how I feel about Mahomes. There are. Yes. I love Mahomes, but <laughs> I don't want to take round. a quarterback in a, in the late second, early third yeah. round. Yeah, it's not going to work. So, and we talked about this before, drafting quarterbacks high, drafting tight ends high 
isn't a valuable draft strategy. Yeah. Because as se- the second, not only, like, you have to think about drafts in a, like, perspective-based way. Of like, like, don't just think about the draft. And I said this before, like in previous episodes, if you want to go listen to the series, all the glitters, you have plenty of time to do so <laughs> yep. before the season starts. But I've talked about this before where the quarterback position and the tight end position are completely, like, the second you draft them, they're completely valueless, almost. Whereas, if I draft Patrick Mahomes high, what am I going to get in return if I try to trade him? Am I going to get a first, second, or third round player? No, I'm not. Probably not. No. No. It's if I smart, draft, it's smart. If I draft George yeah. Kittle in the fourth round, am I going to get a fourth round value? If you if you draft Kittle? George Kittle, are you going to get Leonard Fournette for him? No. In a trade? No. If I offer George, depends Kittle on the league, I guess. To but. one of the guys in our league, and I know exactly the person, <laughs> he would have said no. Well, he might have said yes. I don't know. But most likely would have said no. Most likely would have said no. And so when you look at the value and you compare it from player to player, yes, you're thinking about building your team and you're like, oh, I love, I love this guy. I love the, you know, I love getting George Kittle on my team. I love getting Baker Mayfield on my team. I'm glad I spent that fifth round pick on him. Well, when the season starts and he has one good game and you're like, you know what? I don't need this good quarterback. I need some running backs, running backs you should have drafted with the Baker Mayfield yeah. pick. And, and then you try to deal them. No one's going to want them. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. well, the quarterbacks aren't that value. I'm not going to trade them. You have to think about drafts more. You have to think about your fantasy draft more than just being the draft. I think a perfect example of that is last season. We looked at guys like you spent, let's say, you spent a second or third round pick on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And somebody drafted Matt Ryan in the last round. They're not going to look at that and be like, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like quarterbacks. Yeah. Other than Mahomes last year, we're pretty close together in fantasy points. So what's why are you going to take one in the fifth round when you can get someone who's probably going to be around the same, yeah. if not yeah. better, in it's round true. thirteen? It's true. I just you can't. It, Kirk like, Cousins last year was this is, in the fifth round, and this is why it's not even just a quantitative risk for me. If Baker Mayfield is guaranteed, let's just say he's guaranteed top six. Right, you know, you go into the future. You 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 you, <laughs> you, 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 tra- you travel with Doc Brown in his time capsule machine, time machine, the DeLorean, yeah. and you you go get the the sports almanac, and you find out that freaking Baker Mayf- Mayfield's going to finish as the fifth best quarterback. Right? Okay. <laughs> Are you going to draft him still at that fifth round spot? I probably wouldn't. No. I'd take him sixth round maybe, but even if you know, see, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. And there are gonna be so go ahead. If I'm in a league with you and you listen to this podcast, go ahead. Take Baker Mayfield. Do it. I don't care. I mean like, if so let's see <laughs> I did just come back from the future and I know he's gonna Welcome fifth. welcome to uh the rookie show where we talk only about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. It, in that in that scenario I would take him in the sixth round. Not the fifth. That's a little high. Sixth round, yeah, maybe. Because like, I have my my first five rounds, but even or... even that like this this is the big thing for me is that when you look at the when you look at last year the sixth quarterback to finish like I said Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Jared Goff uh, Andrew Luck was five but should have been a little bit higher but Aaron Rodgers Jared Goff Drew Brees Russell Wilson those four guys right there burned fantasy teams and it wasn't because when you draft a quarterback that high you are expecting that quarterback to be your 
ride or die quarterback. Like yeah. you're going to you're gonna go with him the entire season. Carson Wentz burned teams last year. Kirk yeah. Cousins burned teams exactly. last year. Exactly. And I think I think that's the big thing is like Cam if, Newton burned some teams. This last is year. why this is why I'm going in the extreme opposite end of the spectrum is I'm gonna stream quarterbacks. Tom Brady burned teams last year. <laughs> yeah, people are still gonna draft them. Very high. <laughs> yeah. Like Ethron. <laughs> um but anyway, this is why I'm streaming quarterbacks next year. Because I don't see the value in holding, unless you get Patrick Mahomes, or unless you get Aaron Rodgers, or unless you get Andrew Luck, or even Deshaun Watson, unless you get one of those three or four guys, you're not going to get consistent, like four, five, you know, six, seven huge games out of a guy. Yeah. You're not going to get that. Like Aaron Rodgers, like you said, he had like two 40 point games, and then the rest of the season it was like 17, 18 points. He had two 40 point games out, and you're like, you're getting he burned at the yet. quarterback. Right, unless you drafted somebody in that spot, and people might be saying like, "Oh, well, if those are the only four guys, why not draft one of them?" Well, and this because is, look at the top five, six last year. This is and what, the year before that. This is what I go to, and I wrote these numbers down, and I I thought it was important to to go with this. So going off those eight games, right, those final eight games where I gave you all those numbers, and Mayfield. Yeah, do you want okay. to know what his bust percentage was with a finish with a QB one finish being over twenty points and a bust being under twenty? Okay. He had a 50% bust percentage. Okay. He had a game where his first game he finished with 18. His second game he finished with 22. I can't believe I have this memorized. His <laughs> third game he finished with 13. Fourth game he finished with 13. Fifth game he finished with 12. Sixth game he finished with 22. Ooh. And the eighth game he finished with like 25. I think he skipped, did I skip a game? <laughs> seven. Oh, seven. Yeah. Somewhere it was like 20, 22, and 25 or something like okay. that. So slowly improved, got better, but at times... It was he, still he still a had a rocky performance. Is he worth that fourth round pick? No, no. And so fourth that's round is way too early. fifth round, or, or I mean fifth round or sixth round. I, fifth I, round, I think, is still obviously too early. And even and I think sixth round, sixth is round, stretch. I think is a, yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's so. I mean, the, the numbers don't lie on Baker. I just think we need to. I'm not saying. Don't draft Baker Mayfield. Stay away. Stay far away. Don't draft him that high. Is what I'm saying. And. And B, I'm saying that Baker Mayfield is extremely talented, and he's extremely good, and he's got all this talent around him. I would not be surprised if he finished in the top three, and I would not be surprised if he ends up being one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy next year. Uh, and he doesn't burn. He's got the upside. I think he's he has a higher upside. upside than, like, he's got a higher upside than Russell Wilson. I'm just, I'm not. But the, the floor for Wilson is lower, you know, yeah, or higher, right. I should say. Yeah, right. And I, I think Baker Baker could completely like destroy it. like you I just don't for me, when I do a draft, I don't want to go back and go, Oh, I shouldn't have drafted a quarterback there. I've done that too many times in my fantasy life. Carson wins. My fantasy football life. Yeah, yeah. Carson wins. Drafting a quarterback high and then going back and saying there was a guy there that I, I was looking at, but I took yeah. the quarterback instead. Don't draft Baker Mayfield. I mean Mayfield. last year in our own draft. Don't draft Baker Mayfield at five. Yeah. Or six. In our own draft, like, I was sitting, I didn't have a quarterback. People were like, <clears throat> I don't want to name names, Fred, if you're listening, <laughs> was like, oh, you got to get a quarterback. Yeah. Like, you don't have a quarterback. You know the three guys that I was looking at in round 10 last yeah. year? Mahomes, Breeze, Andrew Luck were all available in the 10th round of our yeah. draft. We have a very competitive draft. Like, there are guys out there yeah. in the later rounds that you can get. Definitely. Uh these are some of the guys, if you're caring about <laughs> the rest of the rookie class. Uh, Josh Allen finished as the 20th quarterback on the board, 
the second highest rookie. Um, he had a – that doesn't even matter what his consistency rank is, but he did average – se- it was low. Yeah. <laughs> he, he averaged 17 points a game. Now, Josh Allen, over the last – I think I – th- I believe it was the last four weeks of the season, finished as the QB3 in fantasy football over the last four weeks. Wow. He, I believe he had two games with four points. Now, I wanted to look up the numbers, like the legitimate like statistics for Josh Allen. <laughs> and he like what he did. He didn't throw the football all too well in those games. Yeah. What he does is he runs all over the field like a buffoon. Uh, he scored like two touchdowns passing and two touchdowns rushing in one of those games. So he is a good value. In the, in the late rounds, he's, he's kind of the opposite he's on of Mayfield. My, he's the opposite of Mayfield, and I like Josh Allen because I I don't know like when you look at what he did this season, you don't hope he you hope he doesn't repeat what he did this year with two hundred and eight fantasy points. Like that's not what you want. Well, he added two receivers, <laughs> two guys, two who, okay receivers, yeah, which isn't a bad thing because now there's a, which is something they didn't have last year. They have a good depth at the receiver position, yeah. He gets a year older. I don't think he's going to be anything insane. Yeah. But if you are looking for a sleeper, he's going in the 13th round. Right. I mean... Take a flyer on him. If Yeah. Like, do do a strategy where you take a guy maybe in the 12th round where you know, like, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Like, you take him. Maybe you take uh, Jared Goff. Like, you take a guy that you think you're... You know you're going to get good value out of. Then you take Josh Allen. Yeah. Take a flyer on him. That's... What I did right. last year with the Breeze and Mahomes thing. Yeah. That's a guy who has potential to be a top ten fantasy quarterback next year. See for me, I don't need I don't I don't need the I guess you could say you're handcuffing your quarterback, but yeah. I don't need to handcuff my quarterback. I'm just streaming it all out. I'm going You I'm are. This is that's the, the difference between me and you though. I'm throwing it with right our, in the pond. And yeah. next year you'll be like, I'm streaming quarterback. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's not a bad idea. So. Anyway, yeah, I mean, well, the way the way that I look at it, and I don't want to get in a long tangent on this, but the way that I look at it for streaming quarterbacks is that the way I look at it is like this: if I can get now hitting on a quarterback streaming wise is not very difficult. Mm-hmm. If you can average twenty one to twenty two points a game, you know, hitting on your QB stream, then you're you're going to score more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes did for his entire season. Yeah, you may not get a 40-point outing, but you're not going to have those weeks where the guy scores like 12 or 13 fantasy points and you had to go with him because you spent a second-round pick on him. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Josh Allen is one of my sleepers. I think he's like fifth on my sleeper list for quarterbacks. He went down after they didn't get anyone um, besides those two wide receivers. Which are Cole Beasley and... uh, Cole Beasley and... The Ravens. John Brown. Yep. So... Uh, he got some people to throw to. My concern with Josh Allen is that he is very interception prone. He, he loves is. to turn the ball over. If he stops, a lot of young quarterbacks are though. If he stops turning the ball over, right? And like you said, a lot of young quarterbacks do that. If he stops turning the ball over and he does what he did in those last four games this season, he could finish as a top five quarterback. And some people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's a horror. No, I didn't say he was going to finish as a top five quarterback. I said he has the potential to finish as a – I think he has a high ceiling. He does. Drafting that's kind him. of why I brought up, like, kind of – I guess it is handcuffing. Like, picking a veteran <laughs> that you know is going to succeed. I told you. And then Josh Allen. Because 
his ceiling, as you said, is high. Right. And when he finished fourth, you said, yep. in the last four weeks, like yep. that's third. That's that's third. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, I mean, he had some good games, but he also, I mean, he busted a lot of games. I just, you can't look at this past season's numbers as a reference for what Josh Allen's going to do outside of what he did towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, this is a do-or-die season for Josh Allen, I think, because if he doesn't work out, I don't know how long, how much longer the Bills will wait on him. He, they're still not a good team. They're not you know a good team I mean? at all. But was Josh Allen a good quarterback? That's Last the question. Year, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I loved if Josh Allen improves and stops throwing picks, Josh Allen could be a very good fantasy quarterback because he runs it all over the field. Yep. He could be very similar to Cam Newton. Um, yeah. Cam Newton has a better arm than Josh Allen. Well, uh, I, no, I, I think Josh Allen has a better arm. So, I mean, if he can figure out how to throw the ball in the NFL, he's going to run it all over the field like Cam Newton. He could finish as a top five quarterback. I mean, that's... It's not actually it's, crazy if you think It's about not it. crazy if you really do it. sounds crazy, it. but it's not. Because the end of last year, I mean, it, the worst case scenario is that Josh Allen comes out in the first three games of the season is average, and whoever drafted him in the 13th round Correct. Is, That's I need to the pick difference some guy up off the way. That the is wire. the difference between him and Mayfield. And if you were to sit there, and I see him as a, as a great streaming option if he's sitting on the waiver wire, but I would not be surprised if he's sitting on the waiver wire by week three. And he, it's might, like, he might be not be drafted in some leagues. He might not even be drafted in some leagues. So it's like Josh Allen will be there. He will be there for you at some point to pick up off the waiver wire or or draft. And so it's your choice. You can either draft Baker Mayfield with the fourth pick, or you can take a risk on Josh Allen with a much less risky pick and yeah. a much more valuable one. Um, Sam Darnold was the third finisher among rookies. He finished 26th among quarterbacks. He was uh, straight up bad if you were talking in terms of fantasy this past year. But he had a decent rookie season. Um, the Jets added Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. They didn't add much to their receiving core besides, was it Robbie Anderson or I can't remember who it was. Um, they added one more receiver. But oh, Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, thank you. And they uh, they have Chris Herndon, who they believe in as their tight end. Uh, there's not too many targets around Sam Darnold. No. Um, but I want him to be good. I do too. desperately want Sam Darnold to be so good. The thing with Sam Darnold, I think he's talented. I think he's probably in the long run dynasty leagues. I would take him over Josh Allen. Um, yeah. For this upcoming year, they didn't really do too much. I think he will improve from last year, but I don't think he's going to take too, too much of a step. Although, you know, if you look in the past, Adding a very good running back so the defense focuses on the running back to a young quarterback mm-hmm. does help young quarterbacks. So having that veteran running back that is pretty darn good, like Le'Veon Bell, so I do think that'll help. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see him taking too big of a step. But again, thirteen round, like you're sitting there in round thirteen, you have Ben Roethlisberger, and you're like, you know, maybe I want to take a flyer on him. He's one of those guys that I would definitely sleeper alert. You know. Yeah. Now I have a question. What's that? Would you take Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? Because currently you want you want to know where they're going in drafts. Where? Sam Darnold is going one in half PPR ten team league. He's going pick one twenty three point two. Josh Allen is going one pick one twenty three point three. That's literally ridiculous. the exact same. That's ridiculous. Um, I would probably, okay. So like you said, in a dynasty league, I'd love to have Sam Darnold over Josh Allen. 
I think in the short term, this is what for I'm this starting, upcoming season for this upcoming season for redraft leagues, which is what we talk about. The thing with Josh Allen is his rushing yards and his rushing touchdowns. If he continues to produce in that area, he will be good. And I think those guys are instantly good. It takes a guy like Sam Darnold a couple of years to get to the point where he's actually going to be fantasy relevant because he's relying you say, he's putting all of his he's putting all of his fantasy numbers for the quarterback position in one basket. He's saying all of my passing numbers are going to be my fantasy points whereas a guy like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who we'll talk about in a second, are passing and throwing the football. So they Correct. may not pass it as much. They may not get as good passing numbers as Sam Darnold does, but they get the rushing yards to boost up their fantasy numbers and I think in terms of real life quarterbacks, I would take Sam Darnold. In fantasy, I would take Josh Allen. I agree. I I take Josh Allen. Um, maybe not this upcoming season for Darnold, but maybe yeah, the following season is when he takes that next step of being an elite fantasy quarterback. But right. As of redraft leagues, as of today, I'd probably have Josh Allen ahead of Sam yeah. Darnold. I mean, as far as what the Jets added for Sam Darnold, I do like the improvement. Like you said, adding Le'Veon Bell to that offense gives somebody. Like last year when you faced the Jets, you know, as a defensive coordinator or defensive-minded coach. You didn't have to worry about anything. You didn't have to worry about much of anything. It was <laughs> like, yeah. okay, let's solve this rookie quarterback. So if Darnold can take that step forward, um, Adam Gase is decent with quarterbacks. Uh, the time that he had with what's-his-face over in uh, – what's his name? Uh, Miami. Miami? Yeah, what's his uh, quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I knew it was Ryan. I was I was in the right direction. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he had ha- he had Ryan Tannehill as a pet project, and Ryan Tannehill for a couple of seasons was actually relatively good. The problem with Tannehill was his injuries. Couldn't stay on the field. Um, yeah. Couldn't stay on the field. Now Darnold can stay on the field. So Adam Gase gets a good quarterback who can stay on the field, and if he can turn him into something decent, he might actually be a good producer. I think Sam Darnold's far more talented than Ryan Tannehill. So it just it's a question of how many seasons it's going to take Sam Darnold to get up to a top five producer. You see a guy like Deshaun Watson; he puts up good passing numbers, not great. I mean, they're to the Pretty par good. to the par of a quarterback in the NFL, like a good quarterback. Yeah. Four thousand yards, you know, thirty touchdowns, that type of yep. thing. So that's good, but those fantasy numbers don't, you know, calculate. That's like a QB eleven. Um, <laughs> But adding his pat, adding his rushing numbers into that, that pads the stats a little bit, yep. and it puts him in the top of the conversation. So, him, yeah, he for goes Darnold, from top ten to for top Darnold five. to get to the top, he's got to pass like Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, and Patrick Mahomes. Can he do that this year? No. Heck, to the knob. <laughs> he's a good streaming option though. Uh, Lamar Jackson is number four on this list. Finishes the QB twenty eight. Um, Baltimore is is going run the crap heavy. They're going to run it right down the throats of everyone that they play. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I have recently grown an affinity for Lamar uh. Jackson. Not in real life. I am if I'm a, if I was a GM in the NFL, this is the last quarterback that I would want on my team like Wow. <laughs> there's like there's like sixty seven there's it, like ninety five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I would take all ninety five out of them. It should be stated like people who are especially Ravens fans, it should be just stated that 
Morgan here absolutely hates running quarterbacks. I so. don't like – well, I mean, for fantasy, I love running quarterbacks. And Right, non-fantasy-wise. Yeah. So, Lamar Jackson. I've grown an affinity for Lamar Jackson because I looked at his numbers and I prorated them for the entire season of him starting. Do you know how many rushing yards he would get and how many rushing touchdowns he would get if he start if he if He'd be he, like a running back. If he prorates <laughs> out, he would yeah, he would have 1200 rushing yards and like nine rushing touchdowns. That's insane. That is a running back in the NFL. So that's like 200 plus fantasy points just on rushing. And then he would have right around 15 touchdowns and about 2500 to 3000 yards passing if he improves a little bit in the passing game. Putting all that together, he would be at like 350 to 370 fantasy points. Mm. Just this that's this season. So I love Lamar Jackson next year. Okay. And he's going in the 14th round, right? So he's this, not is, good, this is where the strategy might oh, change. Oh no. He was going in the 14th You're round. You're killing me, fantasy owners. You're killing After me. After the Mark Ingram signing over the last month, he has jumped from the 14th round yep. to the eleventh. Okay, I'm I'm all right with that. Okay. See, I, I, I was gonna say the same thing. I don't love him as much. In the 11th round, as I do the 14th, but I still like him for everything you said. Like right now, in the 11th round, in my mock drafts, I'm targeting, uh, what is it, um, Jameis Winston. Okay, yeah, he's so, going 10th round, I think, right now. Yeah, so I, I would not mind having a Lamar Jackson in the 11th round, but it's it's high. It's really high, people. He yeah. shouldn't even be drafted. <laughs> 157 fantasy points out of like not 10 well, games. Well, people see what you see though. Yeah. So, but see, it's but... like it's like if those numbers and now here's the other problem. You know what Lamar Jackson's going to do next year, right? Yeah. He's going to run the football. It's true. So if he's running it, defenses are going to figure that out. That's why. I and they're in a very good defensive division, like except for Cincinnati. <laughs> well, I mean. Pittsburgh's got a good defense. The Browns it's have a good improving. defense. Yeah, yeah. The Browns' offense is more. Their defense isn't bad, but they got I know a what you great mean. Great defensive line on the Browns. Great defense. Yeah. Line. Uh, so Lamar Jackson's going to have a tough time running it as much as they do. And honest, honestly, I and this is how much I don't like Lamar Jackson in a real life sense. I don't know how long he's going to stay in the starting role in Baltimore. Oh next well, they season. traded Joe Flacco. They, so they traded have Joe to. Flacco, so they kind of have to start him. But what if it doesn't work? And it's not going to work. I guarantee you it's not going to work. Mm. I know you disagree with that, but the second this team gets behind, I do think if, if he's he, going to have to throw it, and he can't. If he like really can't throw next year, then you're right. It's not going to work. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, if he improves, they, I got a report he doesn't, today. He doesn't, I got a report today saying coaches think that Lamar Jackson has improved his accuracy. He doesn't have to be like Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, but he just has yeah. to be decent. And I think he can be decent. I don't right. think he was last year, but I think eventually he and that might be this year he can be a decent thrower of the football. Yeah. I mean, I'm if but he, he has, does you're right, he has to be though. If he does improve. Now, he doesn't throw a lot of picks. That's the other thing is that he's not going to be taken off the field because of the interceptions. But if he literally just can't throw it accurately, then he's not going to be the guy for Baltimore. Here's the problem with the the style of offense that Baltimore is going to try to run next year is that they have try to, to run they the ball have 50 to control times. They're going to try to run the ball 50 times. Yeah, and then pass it like 15. <laughs> the problem with Baltimore is that the second they fall behind in a game, Lamar Jackson has now got to throw it. And if he can't throw it, 
And there's going to be a lot of games where Lamar, uh, where, where Baltimore Ravens fall behind. They're not going to be able to stay keep pace with the rest of the NFL. It's like it's like a 1970s football team trying to join the NFL today. <laughs> like it, it's like like can you imagine when this yeah. team faces the Kansas City Chiefs? It's going to be like touchdown, 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 twenty-eight, nothing, and Lamar Jackson is still trying to run the football. Yeah, it was kind of like that in the playoffs, except um, yeah. they played good defense. But if if their defense is good, it might it might they work played the Chargers bit. right. But everyone, everyone, this is completely out of the fantasy realm. Everyone who thinks Baltimore is going to be a sneaky team and you're going to be real good this year, back the truck up. Their defense can get them places, but they, uh, they uh, I think they'll be okay. They're not going to. They can't win a playoff game with this team. I don't think that. I yeah. yeah. I think they might make the playoffs though. Let's conclude this uh, this conversation with a young man. We don't even know if he's going to start next season. But we'll throw them on this list anyway. These are all, all five of these guys were drafted in the first round of last draft, and I like all five of them. I know. By the way. Um, it was a great draft, except for Lamar Jackson. Fantastic. But Josh, Ro- <laughs> Josh, Josh Rosen, fifth quarterback. There was another rookie quarterback, Nick Mullins, who finished ahead of him at thirty. Um, but Nick Mullins will not start next year unless uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Yeah. Um, is he even still on the San Francisco 49ers? I don't even I know. Think so yeah. Josh Rosen finished as the number thirty-three quarterback. Um, there's a lot of questions surrounding Josh Rosen. We don't even know if he's going to play. Probably not. I think there's like a 80% chance he's getting traded. If he gets traded to the Patriots or the Giants, Josh Rosen will not start a game next year. Probably. Unless Eli Manning is absolutely <laughs> atrocious. Um, if he gets traded to the Washington Redskins, Josh Rosen will probably play some games. If that's the case, I'd still stay far away from fantasy wise because <laughs> the Redskins are yeah, not oh, going yeah, anywhere. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I would definitely stay away from them. Now, if if Arizona sticks with Josh Rosen and they draft Nick Bosa or they trade the pick away and they they stick with Josh Rosen, I really do like Josh Rosen on the Arizona Cardinals next year. Do you? And the reason why is because every single play call last season was completely uninspired, and yeah. it was bad. It was not Josh Rosen's fault that he was bad. Everyone he did have some. You literally bad he had some. Plays, he has but... some bad plays, but you literally have to go and watch the film. You have to go watch. Go look up strong. Go look up strong opinion sports, and watch his video on Josh Rosen. Love that dude. Love that dude. But watch his video on Josh Rosen, and he will explain to you why Josh Rosen is actually good. He had a couple of mistakes in a couple of games, and a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, he was really bad. He didn't do good. His numbers were bad. He only averaged eight fantasy points per game. He busted 100% of the time. His consistency (laughs) rank was 34. Like, he didn't even finish among the 32 quarterbacks. So So Josh Rosen was not good last year, but Josh Rosen, he had the same completion percentage, the same completion percentage, as Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, right? Mm-hmm. He had, I believe, not I think the same amount of touchdowns as Sam Darnold did, and the same amount of yards that Josh Allen did passing. So he didn't really do that far away from what Sam Darnold and Josh Allen to, produced. Yeah. Um, Rosen is going to be a good quarterback. He has a really good arm. He has tenacity. He has he has the drive to do it. Whereas a guy like Josh Allen. I think he'll turd himself, and, and he's he's just not. Josh Allen is a, I don't know. I don't know if he's got the fight in him, but Josh Rosen's got fight in him somewhere. <laughs> he just was so, on a bad team. 
I think he's got a good arm. He's got good accuracy. Believe it or not, he's got a great connection with Christian Kirk, who is the future, future wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals. He was drafted in the second round, so I can say that viably. <laughs> um, uh, but Josh Rosen, I think I don't know about next year, but if he stays on, say. if he stays on the Cardinals, I think he could actually be decent in coming years. Um, if he stays on the Cardinals as a starting quarterback, I might take a look at him for next year. But he's nothing more than a streaming option. If if so that, I, I would I would I would not doubt that he even is on anyone's radar next year. Yeah. So if like I was saying, um, like they're if, in the they're by the way they're in the market to get like Nikhil Harry, who is like the <laughs> putting DK Metcalf in a box very far away. Nikhil Harry is the top wide receiver in the class. Okay. Yeah, so, which would be a good pickup. That would but, be a good pickup. So you said you love Josh Rosen if he I, stays on the Cardinals. I do. Where do you do you have him higher than Sam Darnold next year if he stays on the Cardinals? No. Do you have him higher than Josh Allen? No. Lamar Jackson? No. Okay. Just making sure. Don't is he, get, is he getting drafted? No. no. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'll stay away from Rosen. I mean, I might, you know, if he has like – a decent game, game one, like where he gets 18 fantasy points or 20 fantasy points. Like I might pick him up and stick him on my bench and hope that he breaks out or something. But I really do like Josh Allen. I'm like, I'm rooting for Josh Allen. You mean Rosen? Josh Rosen. Sorry. My God, I get those guys mixed up. Even <laughs> I when I'm too, like yeah. writing notes, I write the wrong names. Um, yeah, I'm really rooting for Josh Rosen to succeed. I honestly think they're going to take. Now we can flip this. Uh, we got to complete the show, but we can flip this discussion really fast. Josh Rosen. Is a starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals right now. Assuming that they take now, now we're assuming the opposite end that they don't take okay, Nick yeah. Bosa or trade the pick. That they take Mister uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray, Murray, and they trade Josh Rosen because the second they do that, they have to trade Josh Rosen. Yep. Like, every, there, there are people <laughs> arguing that Josh Rosen can stay on the team if they. No, no, no. they got to trade Josh Rosen. He's he's going to check out. He's going to hold out. He's not going to. He's not going to play for the Arizona Cardinals. They will trade him away if that happens. He's very far away from ever being a fantasy, like probably anything. Because yeah. if he gets, goes to the Redskins, he's going to blow. Now we'll talk about we'll fantasy wise. Pr- we'll probably on our NFL draft recap show in three weeks talk about Kyler Murray. But just really fast, what do you think of Kyler Murray on the Arizona Cardinals in 2019? I like it. I like it. I don't know about so for 2019. Yeah, might be like. A little hot. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's very early. We'll see where he gets drafted and stuff. Yeah. But I do like it for the most part. Yeah. I, I like Kyler Murray. Especially in that offense. I like Kyler Murray in 2020. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not next year. 2020, I mean, when you see what a good, like, one of the better rookie performances of a quarterback of all time in Baker Mayfield. You, you, you saw that Do you that think he like could be a Baker Mayfield four, type? I think he could finish it with Baker Mayfield numbers. He might finish with a little like 16th. Bit. I actually see him more finishing like a Deshaun Watson the year he tore his ACL. Okay, yeah. But he won't tear his ACL, and he'll actually be able to finish the season. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, he was on pace for a lot of fantasy points that year, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. So that's where I see Kyler Murray being if he goes to Arizona or kind of wherever he goes, I guess. Um I think it depends. Well, actually, because the teams interested in him are like, like let's say he goes the to Giants. Oakland. I think he'll do good. Giants, uh, yeah, he'll he'll do okay. I think Cardinals, he'll do good. So yeah, yeah, I mean for the most part, yeah, definitely. 
Um, that'll do it for the QB position for rookies. I believe that was all the rookies. We didn't talk about tight ends. I I, I was gonna I was gonna I mentioned it last week offhand that we were gonna talk about uh, talk about tight ends on the show this week. Um, there aren't any, and there there aren't <laughs> any. Mark Andrews of Baltimore Ravens, who's getting a lot of looks right now. Uh, some people who commented on our tight end on our tight end posts in the past week were in love with Mark Andrews, and I'm like. Yeah. You're in love with a tight end who's going to be in an offense that doesn't pass the football. Yeah. If they do pass the football, though, he I think he will get targets. Yeah, big time. But uh, so that'll do it for the QB position for rookies. Uh, hopefully, this episode prepares you for the 2019 fantasy football season. Uh, and uh, make sure you listen next week for the rookie running back slash wide receiver program for 2018. The rookies. Yeah, Sony yeah. Michelle, baby. And that'll do it. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. See you later, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.